Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Poppin' Off about pop culture. I'm your host Maggie. And it's me, Steven. And we did not record last week be- last week because Steven had a little bit too much fun on his yeah. birthday and um had to had to sleep off quite the hangover, I guess. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, there were no alarms set. There was not a specific time set for our podcast. Um, which means I just slept all day so um that was my bad but um we're here now we're here we're here we're we're, we're recording so we're gonna kind of like jump back and forth a little bit between things that happened this week and things that happened the week prior so um yeah let's uh let's just get into it so i have been dying to talk about this I'm glad that we're gonna finally gonna get around to it, and that is the theory surrounding by surrounding the song "Vampire" by Olivia Rodrigo, and it's not the theory that everyone thinks it is. Like it's about her ex boyfriend who was older than her, and just like really did her wrong, took advantage of her. No, this theory is about her and Taylor Swift having beef. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to say I don't really believe that this theory is true. I do think it's about her ex-boyfriend. It makes a lot of sense. Whatever. But just to like read like people dissecting it and like I, f- I found a BuzzFeed article about it. So, you know, it's it's got all the deets in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's so interesting. Have you read anything about the theory? Um, I just read like tweets and stuff like that. Um, again, I didn't read the article. I mean, I've just seen like headlines and tweets and stuff because like, I don't actually believe it. Am I intrigued a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) Be honest. You got me. Well, you're going to have to listen to it now. So, (laughs) well, no, for sure. And I was just like, before that, I didn't realize that they like weren't friends, but at the same time I was like, well, I haven't like seen them doing anything in a long time together. So I don't know. I haven't seen her posting about T Swift and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, like, not that they're, you know, like, super intertwined, but, like, I thought that after Sour took off that, like, Taylor Swift was kind of, like, this mentor and, like, because their writing styles are very, very similar. Yeah. And, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is a Swifty, so. Yeah, not but, any um, trials. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, this theory may prove that true. But basically... This all kind of started after Deja Vu came out and Olivia Rodrigo was kind of like forced to credit Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff because it sounded like she was sampling Cruel Summer. And I know we've talked about that on the podcast before, like when this all first happened. So like, you know, we've already laid out our thoughts and being like we that's just how music works sometimes like things sound similar yeah if, if you had to credit every single person you took inspiration from no one would make any money exactly so taylor swift and jack antonoff did actually end up taking 50 percent of the royalties for that song which is a huge cut and so since that album as a whole was nominated for grammys then they were supposed to be credited as writers for the album But the Academy kind of like backtracked and was like, well, you weren't directly a part of this album, so you're not going to be credited. And that's kind of like where there was this tension brewing. 
Right. I get that. And also because it's like it wasn't like a legal decision. It was just like a person like it wasn't a legal decision where they're crediting Taylor Swift as writers. It was more just like Olivia Ryder goes like, yeah, we're going to say she helped. We Like yeah. she inspired me, you know. Mm -hmm. So like it's different. Plus, I heard that this is a little bit separate, but she also made like no money off of good for you because she gave money to Paramore. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The same. Yeah, that was also or, like the, the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same like, thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But so, this, yeah crazy yeah but like that's what we're saying like if you credited every single person that you took like a little bit of inspiration from then no one would be making any money yeah, yeah. so i'll just try not to get canceled on her really, first album yes so i mean like um album of the, sour did not win album of the year obviously but despite that taylor swift and jack Antonoff are still not credited on the album let me so i'm like i'm scrolling through this but this buzzfeed article just so i can remember and you know point out the the highlights um so there was there was also kind of like fuel or like yeah fuel to the fire of this supposed feud when at the grammys this year they didn't take a photo together but taylor swift was seen like you know work in the room taking photos with everyone else um, and then I didn't even put this, these puzzle pieces together, but Sabrina Carpenter, who we all know driver's license is about, um, in that whole love triangle, Sabrina Carpenter is opening up for Taylor Swift on her like Latin America leg of the tour. Really? I didn't know she was doing that. Mm -hmm. Yep. She's going to be in like Brazil and South America, all those places. Yeah. I don't know all the countries. I just know that she's opening up in South America. And then they kind of like break down like some of the lyrics and how it could be related to this whole Taylor Swift situation. Um, so like, like this says not to mention that the entire concept of being bled dry by a vampire could be metaphor for the money that Taylor made from securing a credit on one of Olivia's biggest hits. In the opening lyrics, Olivia accuses the subject of her song of building a castle out of people that pretend to that that they pretend to care about which could easily be correlated to the royalties that Taylor banked from Deja Vu after feigning friendship with Olivia. And with Vampire being written in December of last year, the reference to someone who only comes out at night could be not Taylor's most recent album, Midnights, which was released in October, and she described as being a recollection of sleepless nights that she'd written in the middle of the night. Um, okay. Yeah. Any I thoughts so connection. far? Um, we're stretching, but you know what? I'm, I, I can see I it. <laughs> I know, right? I know. It's just like the breakdown of everything like really got me. Um, this says in the second verse, Olivia sings about being warned that the subject of her song was bad, bad news, and her regret at believing their defense that all of the that all of their critics were crazy. And self-proclaimed mastermind Taylor has previously confessed that her reputation precedes her, which makes it plausible that after almost two get two decades in the in the industry. There are people who might speak out against her to upcoming singers. And while Olivia's later reference to true love was, was initially perceived to be about romantic love, it is just as possible that it is a reference to the friendship that she and Taylor shared at the start of her music career. Yeah, we're getting thinner and thinner here. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that, that this theory was very interesting. It was not something I had thought of at all 
I mean, as you know, me and Steven try to pay as little of attention to Taylor Swift as we possibly can, except for, you know, a few exceptions. Obviously, we've all we've said that before. Um, but yeah, again, I don't believe this theory. I do think it's stretched a little bit thin. I do think it's about I don't remember the ex-boyfriend's name, but he's like a music, a music producer and was maybe just like trying to use her as leverage to boost his social and yeah. his social status his professional status and and she i think that this guy like when they were dating was 24 at the time and she was 19 yeah. and i'm sorry i we're 24 now i cannot imagine looking at a 19 year old and being like i you're just like so cool and so hot and like we just have so much in, like i just can't imagine looking at in a 19 year old in a romantic way like that like that's a child i could not i could not either <laughs> That, yeah, not a fan. But again, is he is he like a complete creep? No, but it's off. It's like it's it's unsettling. you want something out of this relationship, I feel like. Yeah. And yeah, the song though, fucking good. We never said that. Yeah, nonetheless, <laughs> this song fucks hard. So oh my God. hard. I love the way that like each each verse just gets like faster like the tempo picks up and the octaves change and the lyrics are so good i love it no notes Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and it was a number one hit it finally dethroned morgan wallen yeah thank Thank god God. thank god (laughs) yeah and she said this album is going to be more fun than the last one so i'm excited because this song at the end of the day like it is a little bit more fun like it's more like humorous this song like yeah like, obviously, it's, like, talking about her, like, being, like, sucked emotionally and, like, physically mm-hmm. drained by this person and taken advantage of. But also, it's, like, kind of funny. Like, like calling someone a fame blood fucker. sucker, fame fucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, you know, that's funny. So, yeah. it's, like, she takes, like, a lighthearted spin on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm very excited. I, like, I was kind of, like, nervous that I wasn't going to like her music this album i don't know why i don't know why i doubted her um um, i mean i don't think that's like an unfair thought to have just because like she's so young and she had like such a huge debut that it's like it's kind of like how could you top that that's how i felt i was just like i was just like hoping i was like don't get cheesy (laughs) yeah right but um i don't know i'm excited for what she brings to the table same because this leading single was fire it's it it's it (laughs) (laughs) speaking of leading singles troy savan finally finally gave us Mm -hmm. something new yeah certified club banger i'm oh my god shaking my ass all around the club i'm getting crazy sweaty drinking a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it just came out today I watched the music video, listened to the song again after. So good. Um, yeah, the music video, there's a lot of booty cheeks in there. There's jock straps, they're drinking, they're dancing, their shirts are off, they're having a good time, they're sweaty, bodies moving. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I just love the vibe. He's been teasing the song for like way too long. Like he yeah, should have just for... released it, but <laughs> because like he doesn't have that much hype around him. Like, let's be real. I yeah, um, I, <laughs> I agree. Like 
But you know what? Maybe it was worth the wait because it's really good. Following this, um, he did say that he did announce his album coming out in October. October, yeah. And I, this is all I ever needed in an album. He said, this album is something to give to give you. A kiss on a dance floor, a date turned into a weekend, a crush, a winter, a summer, party after party after party after party, heartbreak, freedom, community, sisterhood, friendship, all that. What more could I ask for? Not much. You know what? That's exactly what I got from this song, Rush. Like, especially, like, you watch the music video. It's just about, like, getting sweaty on the dance floor. Like, shaking your ass and having a good time. Yeah. Feeling the rush. Mm -hmm. And that is what I want. Yeah. Maybe doing some poppers. (laughs) I know. Because there is, like, Rush poppers brand. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like he had to take. I don't. I, I, like. I feel like he did not take that into account. But then he leaned into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he really did not realize. I don't know. Maybe he did, but. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean. It, it seems like he leaned into it later, like after everyone was saying that. Either way, it's funny. <laughs> either way. Yeah. Either way, it's great. It's a great marketing tactic. I'm mm-hmm. all for it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, yeah, I am. I'm excited. Yeah. Same um okay unfortunately we have to talk about some shitty men because they always just seem to pop up in the media you know yep men just always kind of have to have to like come in and ruin it a little bit so sorry so like the most recent things that have happened are kiki palmer's baby daddy boyfriend ex-boyfriend i don't know what the fuck he is now um publicly embarrassed her all because she went to an Usher concert and wore an outfit that he deemed was too revealing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I talked to Maggie about this already, but I think they were already broken up when she went to this, and he was just mad and retaliating on mm-hmm. the internet. He like what did he say? Yeah. He's like, "You're a mama" or something. Like, yeah, why are you was... dressed like that? Yeah, yeah, he... yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then said something about, like, men in this generation want women who are respectful, who aren't showcasing booty cheeks. I said, if I had asked the Kiki Palmers, I'd be showing my booty cheeks everywhere I went. And it's just, like, you know who you were with. Like, Kiki Palmer shows off her body. She is, I mean, she's not, like, known for, like, being, like, naked. But she, his for as long as I have known her. Well, not as long as I've known her because she was on Nickelodeon. But for the past, like, five, six years, she wears tight clothes. She shows off some cleavage. She, like, she shows off that booty. She's got music where she's shaking her ass. Like, I don't know. It's just who she is. So it's like, you know what you're getting into, first of all. And then, like, second of all, why on a public platform? If you don't want her to wear that, that's that's your own business. That's fine. You mm-hmm. can tell her in private and say, hey, I don't feel comfortable with you wearing that. And she could yeah. say, fuck you. And then, you know, it ended a conversation. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's not like a conversation for them to have publicly, which makes you think they were already broken up and he's just like retaliating. And then he like scrubbed all of his social media and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like a coward. And he came back. I don't know. Like, I don't even know who this man is. So yeah. Who is this man? This... I'm sorry to this man. I don't know this man. Exactly. Um, don't but be a douche. yeah, I just feel like especially lately like post baby kiki palmer is just like 
I don't know where these boobs came from. I don't know where this ass came from. Well, right. she does. The, having, you know, it's like her post-baby yeah. body. But she was like, I did not have these assets before. She's just loving herself. She's loving yeah. her body, loving who she is. And I just, yeah. like, want men to get through their head that there are very little women that do things for male attention. Yeah. She was wearing for that outfit. She was wearing that outfit for nobody but herself. She put it on and made her feel good. She went to an Usher concert, had a good time, and that is the extent of it. Like, here's the thing: if Kiki Palmer like wanted to get with Usher, she would simply not. She would simply like send him a text <laughs> or like yes. send him a DM. Like, she would not like get on stage to shoot her shot. Like, it's and it's it's yeah, Kiki it's Palmer. Not even. It's not even about that it is just that the way men think that women do everything for their attention for their gaze to get some kind of reaction out of them is just false yeah no you're right so i just think men need to accept the fact that women are going to do what they want whether you like it or not for the most part yeah and that's just how um, things are. Yeah. And speaking of other toxic men who don't know what boundaries are. Oh, my God. Okay. The definition of boundary is, like, setting up something that makes you feel comfortable and that you are willing to tolerate. Not, but we're talking about Jonah Hill. I guess that wasn't mm-hmm. a great introduction. Um, Yeah. <laughs> there, Jonah Hill's ex-girl, ex-girlfriend posted screenshots of texts between them where basically he was using the word boundary and like other therapy talk to try and change her entire sense of self and identity Mm -hmm. um let me pull up the text real quick um just so i have i've I've got it up right now oh perfect this is his text plain and simple if you need surfing with men boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men to model to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit to post sexual pictures friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful i am not the right partner for you if these things bring you to a place of happiness i support it and there will be no hard feelings these are my boundaries for a romantic partnership my boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust now what that is not how you use the word boundary. No. That is not it at all. This is what I mean by he was tr- is trying to change her entire identity. And by the way, I didn't know this, but he slid into her DMs oh, on Instagram. So he knows what she was like, and he's so just trying he, to change who she is. He saw something he liked, and yeah. now all of a sudden it's too much, and you're posting pictures of you in a bathing suit and you have these inappropriate relationships and it's like creating ultimatums is not creating boundaries no he's trying to set rigid rules to control a partner and define his relationship boundaries are things that you set between a partner mutually that you agree on that can make you both happy and create a safe place for you Mm -hmm. it is not setting rigid rules 
on what the other person can and cannot do. It's like, oh, it's it's insane. And it's like, apparently she's a surfing instructor. She's a sur- She was like a professional surfer where yeah. she was interacting with men. She's a model. I I mean, like he, so, he like, knew all this going into it. How you surfer that she can't surf or wear a bathing suit? Yeah. And like, now you're saying who I can and can't be friends with. Like, I mean, like you could have a conversation and be like, "Hey, I don't think these are like good people to be around." Yes. But like, you still like can't tell me who I can't be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Um. He. And you know what? I don't think that there's. Not that there's like nothing wrong, but if it was like really bothering him that much, then he should have said, listen, the things that you do and the people you choose to hang out with are just not aligning with what I value and what I believe in. Therefore, this relationship isn't working out for me and I want to go our separate way, our separate ways. Yes. No, 100%. Because clearly he... He can't be in this relationship because it makes him uncomfortable. I just but had the conversation just... for him. <laughs> exactly. But, like, you can't say, like, if you do these things, I'm not the right partner with for you. Because she does do these things. You know she does these things. Um, This is how she is. This is who she is. Mm-hmm. So this is you just trying to change her. Just be like, hey, I don't think we should be together because, like, I'm not comfortable with all these things. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's really, it's not, let's set boundaries. Let boundaries and air quotes it's like yeah let me change the the entire person you are in order to fit my needs and what i want and what i deem is okay and then we can be in a loving relationship that's not how things work no 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 simple as that jonah hill i just had the whole conversation for you just like repeat what i said and then there you go all this could have been avoided you didn't have yeah. to look like such an asshole in the media because I just, I love Jonah Hill. Okay. Yeah. Love him. Respect much of his work. He makes me laugh, mm-hmm. but this is not it. This is not the way you treat someone who he also just had a baby with. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They just had a baby like a few weeks ago. That's scary. Yeah, so not only does she have to deal with this, but, like, dealing with it postpartum when, like, your hormones are everywhere and you're just, like, trying to focus on the baby and your well-being and that was not it. And, like, why are you texting your your girlfriend that? Like, what happened? Like, don't you guys, like, live together and, like, talk to each other and... Right. Yeah, I'm just confused about the whole situation. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, doesn't even like it's just it's just wild that somebody texted that to somebody and then called the boundaries like it's just insane yeah so um note to men you guys suck all around suck sorry not really uh anyways let's move on to something like a little more <laughs> uh Britney Spears announced that she is releasing her memoir in i think october um how how do you feel about it i know we kind of talked about a little bit about it but um, off mic <laughs> yeah i am happy that she's making a shit ton of money off of it good for her and it's her money <laughs> yeah. um 
I hope that this is like something that she, I mean, I'm sure she's really thought about it, but I don't know. I hope it's good for her. Like, I hope it's like cathartic and not like re-traumatizing. Well, she said as she was writing the book that she was going through intensive therapy. So I'm sure that helped a lot. Right. I don't know. It just, it has to be hard. Well, yeah, to relive like your entire life that was just full of trauma. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I'm sure it's hard to like actually see it on paper. Yeah. And because it's like she's working, like she's, I'm sure she's working with writers and stuff. So they're asking her like all these questions and they're like, they have to probe a little bit. So it's yeah. like, and they're not like therapists. So it's like, it's got to be really tough to like have mm-hmm. to go through all of that. So, like I said, I just hope it's like a good thing for her. Uh, so do you think you're going to read it? <laughs> mm. I don't know. Probably not. I think that this might be the one memoir that I do read. <laughs> Just because it's Britney Spears, like, the most compelling person in pop culture. <laughs> That's I mean, fair. You know? But, um, I don't know. I just... I just, I, I don't know how you like put it, how, put all of that into words. So that's, I think what I'm interested in the most is just like, how do you just like pour everything out of your soul onto paper? And like, that's just like where it stays. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like, yeah. making sense, but yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably will read it eventually. Let's be real. But I don't know. You better pre-order it. You're right. I don't know if that's a thing yet, but I guess I'll do it. Maybe. Who knows? Because this know. is going to be one of the best-selling books of all time. Oh, yeah. For well, sure. at least, like, in the first week or so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe of all time, like, Britney Spears, like, reaches multiple generations, so. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's going to sell out, like, immediately. Oh, definitely. It's going to be a hard book to get uh-huh there's so many there's only so many like printing factories whatever the fuck they're called <laughs> in the world printing you know what i mean pictures? yeah yeah <laughs> like there's only like so many books you can print at the end of the day and everyone's gonna want to read this so yeah so yeah, yeah i guess um i will be pre-ordering that whenever that is available um <laughs> uh, okay so um zane did his first interview, his first sit-down interview, face-to-face in six years. And he chose to do it on Call Her Daddy, which I think um, was a choice, mm-hmm. a very random choice. Um, but also, I think maybe kind of like the best choice at this point, because it really wasn't, like we didn't really learn a lot about Zane that we didn't already know or that we like we couldn't already really guess. Um it really was just like kind of an easy breezy beautiful cover girl interview where they just kind of t- like I mean Alex Cooper did touch on like what it was like growing up for him in a lower class neighborhood and um just kind of like his experience as being labeled like the mysterious one in one direction when like that's not what he really would describe himself as um they did 
they did touch on um his uh his case with Yolanda Hadid and how he was he pleaded no contest to that um and he basically was just like the people that were there know what happened i know what happened they know what happened um he's not going to like delve into it because uh, really out of respect for his daughter because he's like I don't want my daughter to get older and read things and things just like get misconstru- misconstrued things change mm. I know the truth and that's yeah. all that matters I feel like I went about it in the most respectful amicable way that I could and that's where he stands and that's where the family stands so that's not a bad place to be no um and he did talk a lot about his daughter which had he just had like such just like a little twinkle in his eye just something that i have not seen from him in a really really long time mm-hmm. it was just nice to, it was just nice to see him like looking happy and healthy and talking about like yeah, I'm ready to like get back out there and like start doing a lot more interviews like this. Like I want to show my daughter that like you can overcome your fears and like mm-hmm. you can do things that are outside your comfort zone and it's going to be okay. So, yeah, it was just a really nice interview. It was really it was really nice for me to see. Cuz you know what you know the content I've been having to deal with for the past 6 years was <laughs> here's Zane's pinky toe in the background of a picture. Um here's, and here's here's a court case. Yeah, yeah, and here's a court case and um <laughs> here's Zane and Gigi making out. Like that is the content I've had to deal with. This was so nice just to see him by himself. You like just see a different side of him where like we're in one direction like i said he was like deemed like the mysterious like chill kind of guy like no one ever knew what he was thinking but here he was like i'm just kind of like i just have like an introverted personality like i'm not so in your face i just i prefer to just i don't know express myself in different ways but he was just like still like very engaging and just like really willing to like answer any of the questions and you know like i said not that like most of them weren't really hard hitting you know it wasn't like he sat down with vanity fair rolling stones and we like and they spent like two weeks with him and like followed him around and interviewed him like that you know this was call her daddy and you know it's (laughs) not (laughs) it's not like high stakes interviews you know (laughs) yeah i i got most of the interview because pop crave pretty much tweeted the entire interview out they were so transcribing I, I didn't, it <laughs> i didn't even watch it but you're right it was like literally transcribed so like i pretty much know everything you have said and i did see that i do like that he's like basically like i'm only doing this for my daughter i want her to know that like i don't that i want to like be brave and like we can you know yes show our true selves and stuff like that and like that's mm-hmm. cute yeah it's really great um yeah. yeah you know like i said he was talking about just like getting back out in front of the public and mm-hmm. making music and he said he's been working on his record for a long time the song he is coming out though he said it's just gonna be like a standalone summer single which i'm here for that's fine i'm here for it <laughs> i know you just made a face but like <laughs> um i don't know do i need a song it? of the summer like what is our song of the summer 
Do Rush. we have one? <laughs> yeah, personally, Rush. But unfortunately, I think too many people, it's that one Morgan Wallen song that was oh, number one. I don't even know the name the, of it. Last night. Sorry, okay. now you know. Okay. Um, um, Janelle Monae's album was a summer album. I gotta listen to it still. It's real good. It's got a lot of just like, shake your ass. Let's have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. How, did, you've heard all the snippets, I'm sure. How do you feel about the snippets? of Zane's Zane song. song oh um I think it's good I think it sounds like a good pop song um it does sound like you know what could be a summer single and just something that's like easy to listen to yeah it just sounds like a radio ready pop song yeah and that's fine with me really <laughs> same yeah you so know we'll I'm see. I like <laughs> like I said I have been I have been through it okay with the kind of content that i've been given (laughs) and this this is just fine with me i'm i'm getting a new song i'm getting more interviews and press and it's more than i've gotten in a long long time he worked with ryan tedder right so yes ryan tedder makes commercial pop and that's it so (laughs) and that's fine that's what i want i mean you know i'm sure there's going to be still a little bit more of his like r&b side in there but he does have some good like pop songs on like deep tracks on his other albums and they're all really great so yeah. i'm excited it's really yeah, giving me something sure. to look forward to yeah <laughs> um all right let's get into our toast and our roast go ahead all right my roast goes to sausage party two what why is it a thing it is i yeah I just found this out. Sausage Party sequel has an unbelievably shocking scene that had to be screened for Amazon PR ahead of time. There's like, why are we making a sequel to this movie? Listen, when it came out, I was here for it. The shock factor. It was different, but it's not different anymore. Who wants this? genuinely not a single person i can't name a single person oh my god who saw sausage party and said you know what we need another one (laughs) yeah you know what would you know what would be even better if we had two sausage parties like i don't like that movie i don't want to see another one i hate this in the fact that there's just like how shocking do you need to make this movie this is obnoxious okay Yeah, that's all I know about. It. I didn't look into more details, but like I'm kind of speechless. Apparently it's already like written, at least, if they're like putting it through the Amazon PR team to like clear things. Not. Yeah. Those so I don't know people. if it's gonna I don't know if it's gonna be like straight to Amazon Prime or like through Amazon Studios or what. I didn't look any more details up because what the fuck? We'll find out when we find out, okay? I guess. Wow. I'm just kind of like speechless. <laughs> I, uh, wow. Yeah. You weren't ready for that news. <laughs> sure wasn't. All right. And my toast goes to Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig has been tapped to write and direct two of the Chronicles of Narnia films for Netflix. Now, do I think we need these? No, but that is not my point. <laughs> Greta Gerwig <laughs> is getting the bag. 
getting her bag, the bag, all the bags. <laughs> Greta Gerwig said she does not want to be like, like just like a big female director. She wants to be like a big director. Mm-hmm. And I respect that so much. She has a lot to say. I think her taking on big commercial blockbuster films with her, like, say as a female, with her say as, like, a great, like, known indie director, I think she's going to, like, add a lot to these kinds of blockbuster films. I think that's what we need in Hollywood. And it's, like, I don't think it's selling out. Like, I think she, like, just because it's a blockbuster doesn't mean it's, like, a bad movie. You know what I mean? So I think she's going to, like, make big films really good. I mean, Barbie. Hello. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, think of, like, Christopher Nolan and stuff. Like, he's so super respected and he made, like, three Batman movies, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just, like, really excited for her. I want her to start directing these huge movies. Like, let's fucking do it. Like, get your bag. Become the biggest name in Hollywood. Yes, please. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think she, like, already is. I mean, I think that that Little Women, like, definitely, and she directed Lady Bird, Lady Bird mm-hmm. right? Okay, mm-hmm. so those movies, like, definitely, like, made her, a, like, a well-known director. Yeah. But I think with Barbie, she's going to be even more respected, and, like, it's really only up from here. Like, she yeah. will be one of the big- one of the biggest directors, female or not, <laughs> Exactly. I love that. Like, yeah, she should be. <laughs> She's great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and make Saoirse Ronan and Timothy star in every single movie. Okay. Oh my gosh, she <laughs> tried. She tried to get them to make cameos in the Barbie movie, but it just didn't work out. She said it felt yeah. like I was doing something without my own children. And I, I was saw like, that. that. Oh God, that just yeah. like also that warms my heart, but it also breaks my heart that they couldn't yeah. just like make a cameo. Well, Saoirse Ronan was like literally signed on to the movie originally. Yeah, like, I thought. Okay, I thought I read role. that. Yeah. But she, I mean, she's just busy, probably. Yeah. It's okay. Just as long as I know that, like, Greta Gerwig looks at them like her children. That's really all I need in my life. I know. It's so sweet. <laughs> okay. um, My roast goes to Miss Renee Raps. <laughs> so, her music career is kind of it's kind of like picking up speed. Also, if you don't, if you don't know who Renee Raps is, she plays Layton in Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, her music career has been kind of picking up speed lately. She just released a new single. Her album is coming out and within the next few months. She's also going on a tour in the next few months as well. And that means that she will not be a regular on the next season of Sex Lives of College. Why mm-hmm. can I say that? sex lives of college girls should only be in a handful of episodes and that devastates me yeah um she yeah i am so annoyed i saw that and i was like i'm ill i'm sick i'm falling to my knees in a walmart (laughs) (laughs) um yeah what the fuck so what i think that you and i need to do personally is um sabotage her music career (laughs) (laughs) we need to um somehow get her name blacklisted in the music industry but while also still being a successful actress on sex lives of college girls oh my god that's a tough 
It's a tough thing to do. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, if we put our minds to it, we got we this. We really can. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think she's also going to be in the Mean Girls musical movie. I don't know if that's like. Oh, it's a movie? I thought she was just on Broadway. She was, but I don't know. Tina Fey was supposed to work on making the musical into a movie and she was supposed to star in it again. Oh. I don't know if that's still happening or not, but it was like getting written at least. Um. Well, she could do that. She just can't have a music career where um she's not in the sex life with college girls anymore. Um, I guess, like, yeah, it says it's in post-production. So it's, like, being edited and everything. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's, like, cast and everything. I don't know when it's supposed to come out, though. But I didn't even know it was, like, filming. Um, well, now we know. (laughs) Yeah, but I did just find out that... The person who was in um, Joyride that we just saw, like, was in Mean Girls, the musical on Broadway. Um, The one that played Audrey, like, the main girl. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she was Gretchen Wieners. Like, in the original cast. And she's, like, a Tony winner. (laughs) She seems a little old. I mean, the musical probably came out, like, five, six years ago when it first started. Oh, Oh, I thought you meant like this most recent. Oh no, 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 no. She was in the one on Broadway. I was like, is that woman like 30-ish? <laughs> yeah, she's about she 30. Like okay. <laughs> anyway, side note. <laughs> yeah. Side note, Joyride, go see it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's so stupid, but in a good way. Yeah, but it's it, it's it'll entertain you. <laughs> um, anyways, my toast goes to Liam Payne. Walk with me here. Okay, walk with me. So he like made a youtube video or something i don't know i just like read the article about it or whatever um he just completed a 100 day stint in rehab and i am all for people taking accountability and just like bettering themselves and just like getting their lives back on track i love to see a reformed person and as i was like reading the article i was wondering i was wondering like was like his his breaking point like his turning point when he was on logan paul's podcast and he said that it was (laughs) he said after after i recorded that i and like went back and listened to it i just like could not believe the things i was saying i just had like a lot of anger inside of me that i just projected in the wrong way Mm-hmm. and that he just like was not proud of the person he was or was becoming so he got his shit together he went to rehab he's been sober for that amount of time and he's even commenting on zane's post being like i'm so excited for your new music and stuff like that and zane's commenting back and it's just such a nice thing to see so Wow. Yeah, I did see that they were like commenting back and forth and stuff. I was like, okay, that's nice. I didn't know yeah. about all of this rehab and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I did know he was in rehab, but I didn't know that he was like out and like what was coming of it and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. He's also doing like a small tour in South America. 
so um that's random but um anyways as long as he is just you know like being his best self and you know i'm just i'm just really really glad that he like backtracked that logan paul podcast because that was painful that was painful and unnecessary it really was so it really was i'm glad so yeah um yeah just about does it i can't believe you said walk with me here (laughs) well listen i know that that was kind of like a bold statement so i just i just needed you to (laughs) to to walk with me to walk through it with i i just this was be something about him and zane like rekindling i didn't realize all this other stuff so good for him yeah (laughs) um all right well you guys know where to find us on instagram at popping off about pop culture you can stream us anywhere you listen to podcasts like subscribe tell your friends tell your family tell a stranger on the street and next time you hear from us we will be fresh out of seeing the barbie movie we are going to an early premiere and we will be dressing up as prom ken and barbie and i am wearing my prom dress so there you have it exactly um stay tuned we will love it so yeah Yeah, so (laughs) stay tuned for that um okay we'll talk to you later bye bye